the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Inside him, a tortured soul, a man child. My goal is to get you to retirement. Hopefully, cut down on some of the mistakes, some of the assumptions that we all make. That's the idea. Try to share with you, you know, the biggest mistakes you. If you cut out the mistakes, you do well. And but that also sometimes means that you have to play to pay. One mistake could be doing nothing. So now I'm, here I am saying, like, don't make mistakes. But I'm also saying, you got to get around and walk around and, and be, put yourself in danger. Like, right? And danger in the world that comes of, like, your college career. I mean, that's where it all starts for me on this show, is what sort of career do you have? How much money do you earn? Because it's going to be finite. If, let's say, you're at $100,000 a year for 10 years, what do you make? A million times four. You work for 40 years, that's $4 million, and you're done. So at some point in time, you have to use that $4 million to play. You have to get in the game. you got to get some real estate. you got to get some stocks. you got to get some bonds. you got to get some retirement products. You also have to vacation so that you don't come to the end of summer and go, I need a vacation! But wait, wait summer just ended. So... I like learning as I go along, for sure. And I think when you're 25 years old, that's the time to be a professional investor. And oftentimes I'll say things along the lines of, like, you can make some mistakes in your 20s. Like, wait till you're 30 to get married. And I shouldn't tell people when to get married. I'm just saying, like, I see a lot of financial mistakes of people getting married. So I'm just trying to say, slow it down there, bucko. 52% of the world's market capitalization is tied up in global investing. And yet a lot of people only invest in companies that they know. So a lot of things sometimes you have to get outside your comfort zone. One of the areas which is a comfort zone for people is how much you're going to spend on real estate. One of the areas that I've seen people make mistakes on is that they could go, I'm going to wait for it to come down. Same same freaking thing with Amazon, right? 
I'm going to wait for a correction. Next correction, I'm going to buy it. And then what happens? You don't buy it. You, you, you think it's going to go lower. And suddenly, like, people are losing their jobs. And you're like, I'm going to hold on to my cash. Same thing with real estate. Sometimes you just got to buy to buy. And, and, and But then you have to be careful because there's different types of real estate. There's property you live in, which I think is a great idea, even if it's expensive. Because rentals are going to be expensive. Right? They kind of go hand in hand. If you're going to be in that property five, seven, ten years. Biggest mistake one of my friends made was not buying a house when he moved to the Bay Area 15 years ago because he thought they were too expensive. Because he came from an area where they were less expensive. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Good morning. You see procrastination as a a big letter P that uh, people <laughs> yeah, start we do. a letter, so to speak. Yeah, unfortunately, we see it quite often. Uh, on the mortgage side, where I primarily work, it, we'll see a buyer get pre-approved, and then in six months later, you never hear from them. Um, they're discouraged with the prices, discouraged. You know, it could be they can't save enough down payment, or every house they look at is they're getting overbid on. Um or outbid on. So there are people who aren't just sitting on the side and they're actually active, but they can't buy. Uh, and maybe that's part of the 44% or whatever that number was of people who decide that they're going to move out of the Bay Area or want to because of that. Um, yeah, but we do see that quite often. I mean, you see it all the time. Sure. I, but it's kind of interesting. You know, sometimes procrastination is fine, but it can get you into a, a problem where you can, you know, you're waiting for that next big thing to happen, and it never happens. Or when it does happen, you're too scared to do it. So it's, to be successful as an investor, whether it be in real estate or in, in the stock market, you really just have to have not like cold ice nerves, or you just, or maybe like mine, well, the, just never the other in half, the first place. The other half of that as well is having a good realtor or professional, whatever you want to call it, to help you. Uh, I've, I've worked with clients before that are working with realtors that I. Just flat out, I don't think they know what they're doing because they're going five, six, seven offers and they aren't getting their offer accepted. Meanwhile, that pri- that house is going, or that equivalent house is going up five, ten thousand dollars a month, and that means they have to come up with five or ten thousand dollars a month more every time they don't get their offer accepted. And that's a, that's more tragic that they they should have just put the best offer in or the gone straight to the listing agent and said, "How much do I need to offer in this house to buy it?" Um, and then there's people that are sitting on the sidelines and, and they, they feel like they're missing out. Um, I, I encourage people to start thinking about real estate early because there are places in the United States and in California that you can't afford uh, a decent property. And you don't actually have to live in them. You were talking about there are different types of real estate uh-huh. you can own. You don't have to own the the property that you live in, but you can own real estate. So you have to kind of think out of the box and don't feel like you're being left out. I, I Try to encourage people to think outside the box. I hear you on that. Um, <clears throat> one of the interesting things is that we're seeing a mass exodus of people or a potential mass exodus of people from the Bay Area. Um, they're thinking about it, 44 plus percent, uh, thinking about it. And then you, you start looking at the states that they're going to, and they, they almost don't want us. <laughs> um, Seattle, L.A., um, a lot of people, you know, I, I saw... People make the case for LA. Southern California living is better than Northern California living. Uh, when you compare beaches, when you compare cost of living, when you compare uh, some affordable housing, some affordable housing. And again, you know, I, I repeated that because it's all relative, right? They've got a different economy in the Bay Area. You've got incredibly smart nerds, but you have a nerd economy in the peninsula. Where in Southern California, you've got, you know, it, it's easy to get in tech. 
Um, everyone thinks like, oh, let's come up with a great idea and, and make billions. You know what's easy to get into? Media. There's so many jobs in media. There's so many jobs in media, especially now. If you take a look at Netflix and other people. So uh, there's always going to be this, where are people going to go to? And I don't, it's interesting because like Seattle's trying to figure out where to put people. So they've come up with a tech tax on big companies. Uh, Cupertino, Mountain View, uh, they're all coming up with, like, how do we tax these big companies that are putting, bringing more and more people and making these super campuses? And that can change real estate values pretty quickly. So um, I have a friend who bought a home uh, on a lake, and no one was allowed to use the lake except for people at docks, and the city changed the rules. And every weekend, his house is now a vacation spot for people, and they walk right across his yard onto the onto the lake. So um, anyway... Any thoughts on where we should migrate to? <laughs> I'm ready to migrate. Oh, there's a lot of people moving to Sacramento is the number one destination for people from the Bay Area. And let me just go back and I'm, I'm going to kind of ease people's mind here. There's actually more people moving into the Bay Area than are leaving right now. The Bay Area, the California is has a net loss, but the Bay Area is the only city or metropolitan area that is not losing people uh, on a net basis. So uh, San Fr- uh, Sacramento is the number one s- destination. Then you have Seattle, Portland, Reno, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Denver, places like that. Um, there's not a lot of choices in the West, unfortunately. If you're in the East Coast, it's, you know, you believe the idea about, all up and down 95. You know, Bart's going to extend out to Livermore at some point in time. They just turned that down. Did they turn it down? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that idea of try to find cities that might get yes. the BART because what, I, what I'm learning about LA and Seattle and everyone is they're saying tech companies, we're going to tax you. And then what we're going to do is put cheap housing near BART stations. I wouldn't go out and buy land. I would probably wait yeah. until it's developed. We, we have a pretty big problem here in the Bay area as far as transit. I mean, look what Facebook's, they're going to buy that bridge. What bridge? Right by Dumbarton. And I think they're going to start shelling people over that bridge. I think that's kind of recent news. Okay. I haven't even heard of that one. Got to get my head out of my butt. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. (laughs) My head's in my butt. We'll talk real estate when we come back. sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. What you want to talk about today? Trump ignites trade war with China. No one thinks that's a good thing. And yet, a lot of people believe that this is the way he does business. The art of the deal. Start from a position of aggression and and compromise. Everyone looks like a winner. Until they don't. Until the person you're attacking fights back. Apple's planning three new iPhone models this year. Information's starting to leak out. Which one is more important to you, trade war or Apple? Headlines can be tricky like that, right? They can kind of 
um, lure us into kind of this, we see what we want to see. Amazon's experiencing three new iPhone models in September. It's going to be showing us uh, some lower cost LCD screen parts to keep the price down. Apple expects the lower cost LCD model to be the most popular. So Apple always seems to be tinkering, right? A little bit bigger, a little bit thinner. A little bit smaller, a little bit taller. A little bit fatter, a little bit skinnier. And then you play with price points. If you want a $500 phone selling right next to a $700 phone, selling right next to an $800 phone, selling right next to a $1,000 phone, I myself sometimes compromise in the middle, saying, I don't really need the high end, I don't really need the low end, just make a decision for me, right? So that's out there. Then we get, ultimately, it's summertime. Some, some, summertime. As Will Smith. What's your favorite summertime song? Do you have a favorite summertime song? Oh. I got kind of laid up the other night. Was in bed watching a little television. I know you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to use the bed as kind of sex time and sleep. But I was watching one of those shows. Um, Shazam. Shazam. Hello, Shazam, or whatever. Whatever it is. And uh, the whole the whole thing of this this game show is they get three couples up there, and somehow they get the audience to sing along and dance along to the music that they play. So they they go summertime hits, and then that one comes up, and you have to pick between that song plays, and you have to pick which of the four it is or who it's by, which of the four it's by. But somehow they get the audience to sing along, and dance along after the the clip's been exposed. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy who goes to the Price is Right and kind of sits there in in controlled moderation. I'm not going to be screaming and, and yelling and losing my mind. So they'll play like a song like this, and everyone in the audience is, they're all dancing real slow, and like they're doing the white guy shoulder thing where there's no rhythm going on. And I'm not an audience participation kind of game show kind of guy. Then again, then again, I always had a fantasy about being on Family Feud as a kid. I always, wear, I always wondered where I'd end up on Family Food. Would I be the, the, the guy at the front? Would I be the, the, the patriarch of the family? Or would I be the, like the, the punk kid at the end who, you know, or the retired grandfather kind of thing whose teeth falls out every time? Come on. Come on. Family Feud does get you Jones in there, right? Okay. Trading down on trade concerns. That's ultimately the one that wins today. The White House is going to be imposing a 25% tariff on more Chinese goods. China has said it will retaliate, and it also said previously that any prior agreements on trade will be called off if the U.S. pressed ahead with imposing tariffs on new Chinese goods. Are you kidding? Yep, it's a game of political chicken is what it comes down to. How far would you go in a chicken? Do you remember the scene in um, Footloose where they got the troop tractors going after each other playing chicken? At the last second, his foot gets stuck. His foot gets stuck on the pedal. He can't get it off. And the other guy chickens out and goes off the road. See, I'm the kind of guy who I'm not going to chicken out. It's just not going to happen. My brother David once said, if you're the real Major League Baseball star that you want to be, you're not going to move your legs. And he swung a bat at my legs knowing that I was going to move my legs. Guess who didn't move his legs? So we're playing political chicken with China. And I don't like it. It just doesn't roll off my tongue very well. It feels weird. There have been reports all this week about the build-up to this. 
But we'll see where we go on Monday after we get the political talk shows over the weekend. One can't help but wonder, though, if the trade headline is simply an excuse to take some money off the table on the stock market. So I, I'm not, I'm, I have no problem trading down. We've had nine up years. This year's still undetermined, but the economy's still pretty good. The jobs report's still pretty solid. So taking a little money off the table when it's good, I'm not going to hold it against you. If you were involved when it was bad. Now, maybe you rebalance a little bit. Maybe you go, you know, the Fed really, if, if they do sink things, they're going to sink things by raising rates too much. And that's going to help the banks. So maybe you just buy some more regional banks or some national banks. The regulatory climate earlier this week, the Department of Justice and the U.S. antitrust concerns over Time Warner and AT&T, that kind of faded. So maybe some banks will get some, I don't know, merchant acquisition cojones and start trying to get larger by it through acquisition. So it's a market that's kind of standing still right now. It's stuck. And one of the things that it's stuck in between is, is barrels of trade. And we'll see how it goes. You know, this latest tariff development is a negative development. It tells people don't have confidence in the United States. It tells people don't have confidence in the stock market, the economy. AT&T closed its acquisition of Time Warner this week. That's a pretty epic week. Disney is already being speculated to raise their bid for the goods the uh, uh, the goods being offered for sale at 21st Century or 20th Century Fox. It's confusing because they have both marketing brands. Adobe Systems had nothing but a great quarter. You want a kind of a sleeper tech giant? Adobe. Not enough people talk about it, but their digital business is awesome and, and quite progressive. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Canada Goose topped earnings expectations. Canada Goose. Take off, you hosers. You hosers. Bank of Japan in the news today. They lowered their inflation outlook. That's another thing that we should talk about. A lot of people, and I'm guilty of this, I'll say, yeah, the stock market could have a correction because of short-term interest rates. That's not that much of a problem in the long-term infrastructure of it all. If we see higher long-term inflation, if we see the, the long-term rates really push higher, that's going to be when you're going to like start panicking about the cost of living and things down the road 10, 15 years. That would be a much worse sign from an investment standpoint and from a quality of life standpoint. So the short-term rates don't bother me as much. It's long-term rates where we want to keep those eyes on inflation. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget, i got a big seminar coming up in Palo Alto in about two weeks. You can sign up for it at 630 to 830 at the Elks Lodge. It's a retirement income and wealth preservation planning event showing you the pillars of retirement income. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 coming up in two weeks from today.
questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. There's something biological clock and environmental getting older that you do have kids, right? And then you kind of want to pass on things like it, it made sense for Disney to buy the Star Wars franchise when they did. Because the kids who loved Star Wars were, were starting to peak at their, that age now where they, they've had kids and they want to share that with their kids. The laser sword. I'm no longer going to call it a lightsaber. I'm going to call it a laser s- sword. So now that it's, um, you kind of learn that kids are expensive, right? You start learning t- t- ways to save money. Like, you kind of go through that experimental phase of cutting your own hair. And you go, no, maybe I should not save that much money. But MoviePass is out there. You know MoviePass, right? It's something we've been talking about for about a year now. Nine bucks a month, and you can go to unlimited movies. They give you a little credit card. And you walk up to the theater, and you say, here you go. And they... they somehow punch in your credit card or something like that and you punch in your debit thing magically you get in the movie for free or nine bucks a month so they've they've done some tinkering with it at one point in time they panicked and said you could only use it four times a month and at one point in time they said you can't go see the same movie more than once so they've, they've tinkered with it now they're getting ready to tinker with it yet again they're burning so much cash that what are they going to do they're going to make the deal even better oh god it's the old burn, throw cash into um, a barrel and watch it burn game, right? MoviePass has t- said that they're looking to launch a family plan. The company currently offers $9.95 a month subscription that allows individual users to see one movie per day in theaters each month. And it's burning a ton of cash. So now they, they, they said we're, we're going to get profitable because the numbers are starting to get bigger. They've reached 2 million paying subscribers. Um. So they've now gone from two million to pretty quickly three million. So you could start seeing like ten dollars a month at one million, ten dollars a month at two million people, ten dollars a month at three million people. You could kind of start seeing a business plan, and that's the whole business plan that AOL had. They had that subscriber thing, and Wall Street loves subscriptions. Do you know why? Because sometimes it, it kind of suckers you into purchasing a little bit more. And it's pretty consistent seeing that cash flow come in. So right now, if, if I were to go to, uh, I could even give you a really good, good life example uh, on borrowing money. So a company like a Disney has a tougher time borrowing money than a company like, um, uh, good God, now I'm dropping it, <laughs> Comcast. So Comcast has got all the cable people who pay every month, and cash flow comes in, cash flow comes in, cash flow comes in. So a bank's going to say, we will gladly lend you money at a, a lower rate. Then a company doesn't have that cash flow coming in. Even though Disney is as great as it is, you know, you got to imagine that they could just raise rates on, you know, their, their, either their, their, their parks, right? They could say, let's raise it in the United States, or let's raise it in our Chinese parks, or let's raise it in our European parks. They, they got it. They got something. But, yeah, so... MoviePass is coming up with a family plan because now they've hit 3 million people. They would like to hit 4 million people and then probably at some point in time ask for more money. Um, but again, it, it's a pretty interesting thing. Rapid growth is is stunning to watch from a distance. 
Rapid growth is something that fascinates investors. You know, if you take a look at the top 10 companies today, and you know the list, it starts with Apple, it goes to Amazon, right? Google's in there, Microsoft's in there. If you take a look 10 years ago, what were the top 10 companies? None of those companies, none of them. Microsoft is the only one that's been top 10 largest for 10 years in a row. All the other ones, the oil companies kind of faded down. And I'm kind of bringing this up because it goes back to that whole baseball thing and, and having kids, right? We'll get there in just a second. But we're fascinated with growth. Baseball's not growing. Baseball's dying on so many levels, and professional sports are dying. So sexy movie pass, where people feel like I'm getting a bargain in life. I'm going to be able to see $270, $400 of movies for 10 bucks a month. People like that. That's sexy. Now, when you start talking about baseball, great Google and Moogla. You could drop $400 easy going to a baseball game. 40 bucks for tickets or 60 bucks for tickets for a family of four. That comes to 240. You get some transportation thrown in there. You get parking. Oh, don't park. Parking is now prohibitive. It's prohibitive. It's expensive. And then, oh, you wait for 40 minutes to park and then they get up to the front and they say cash only. And you're like, cash only? I don't live in a cash only world. Can I Venmo you? And they're like, no. Can I zell it? So Zell, do you know who Zell is? Z-E-L-L-E. They're a consortium of um, seven banks that got together five, seven years ago and said, I'm kind of worried about this electronic cash transfer thing. So Zell is bigger at this point in time than Venmo. No one knows that. But the banks got together and said, we're not going to let these little tech punks from San Francisco who ride their, their scooters uh, steal our old 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 school business, and they, even though it's happening on some levels, right? But league wide attendance in baseball, I, sometimes I I get suckered in. You know, four o'clock today, I'm going to be a little tired. Probably going to open up an IPA, sit down on the couch, have some corn chips, and yeah, I'm going to go around the league. Maybe I'm going to go when I go around the league. That's like watching cable television. I, I know you're saying you still have cable. Yes, I still have cable, but I've cut one cable. I'm down to one cable box instead of two cable boxes. I do have some internet streaming TV. I got Netflix. I'm not going to say that. I got Netflix. You know what I'm saying? So it's a pretty good thing. Um, I got that uh, YouTube TV. That's awesome. I think that's incredibly functional. That's all I need. But so uh, let's say I'm going to watch a couple baseball games. And, oh, I hate it. Do you do you ever watch, like, a Yankees game? And a couple years ago, they changed stadiums. And you're like, you used to love Yankee Stadium because they were animals. There were animals that would go to the games. The, the, the New Yorkers that would go, they, they were ravaged animals. So they would take a ball, like, oh, you don't even want to know. Animals. And now they've set it up kind of like culture, corporate culture, just it's a little too couchy and it's empty. Okay, so what I'm getting at, long story short, baseball is dying because it's boring. Movie passes is moving up because it's sexy. Netflix has been moving up for quite a while. And then they kind of stopped. And then they said, oh, you know what? We're going to open up to international markets so we can keep you know, selling the, the line of we're adding millions and millions and millions of people. Baseball, the average attendance, 27,328. I feel bad. I saw that Kevin Durant got crap the other day for winning a title. And everyone's like, yeah, you shouldn't ride the coattails and, and go from a loser organization to a winning organization. You should create a winning organization from a losing organization. I say, I say no to that. Life is too short. Get as many rings and titles as you can, because that's all people are going to remember in the long run. They're not going to remember the stories, the trials, and the tribulations. And then you like you look at some of these baseball game teams. Do you think it's fun playing in Tampa Bay? 
a team that doesn't have owners or Miami that doesn't have owners that care enough, like they don't have the ego to win. They just have the ego of I'm going to date a woman who's 40 years younger than me and she's eventually going to divorce me and take this baseball team from me. But while I'm at it, I'm going to make as much money as I can. I'm going to have boats and yeah, right. That's what I, that's what I feel like the owners of Miami and Tampa and Cleveland, they, they just don't seem like they're committed to winning. So if I were a ball player, I'd certainly jump to a winning team. But I'm not a ball player. But if I were a ball player, I'd jump to any team if they'd have me. So, because who wants to play in front of 27,000 people when you can play in front of 50,000 people? But anyway, baseball attendance down 6.6% year over year. That's that's alarming. Because you're talking about Gian, Giancarlo Stanton making $250 million contract. Like, some of these ball players are getting 15 to $25 million a year. And where's that coming from? Attendance somewhat? Nah. It's not as important as you think. It's the TV rates. But if people aren't watching it on TV either, or if people are t- on TV watching and going, wow, there's no one there. Instead of paying premium pricing for tickets, I can now go get discount tickets. So like when, I, when the giant schedule comes out, I always look for the Virgin America Day. And I always look, why, you say? Or the Air Alaska Day now. Because if you get a ticket, if you get into the ballpark, you get a, a buy one, get one free on, on flights for the next like six months after that. So I always go, and they, 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 I try to get four tickets, and I give them to friends, and then we sit in the uh, bleachers, the cheap seats, get $10 seats, right? Day of the game kind of thing. Get, get, uh, and then I take the vouchers, I put them on eBay, and I sell them for a premium. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Rob Black and your money. You're not supposed to sell You're not supposed to resell the vouchers. It's against the rules. You know, we respect my authority. My brother David taught me a great lesson when I was 12 and learning how to drive. I know you're saying, you're 12 and you're learning how to drive? I was six when I was learning how to drive. My family uh, my family had some roots in Mobile, Alabama. And the kids drive daddy home when he's drunk. <laughs> so, anyway, he said, Rob, lines on the road, lines are meant to be crossed. I'm like, wow. Say what? It's a good business lesson. So, anyway... Uh, Blue Jay attendance down 29% in Toronto. That's crazy. Oakland down 10.9%. Oakland's already been eliminated from the playoffs next year. Not even this year, but next year. What an embarrassment. San Francisco attendance down 6.7%. I remember when people would like wrestle for those tickets. So we could dress up as panda bears and giraffes and stupid things. I do love San Francisco crowds. But I, I, I like Movie Pass more because it's sexy. And a bargain. Baseball game's not so much of a bargain. How much is a beer? $12? Kind of makes you want to like, get, get trashed in the parking lot and start fights with fans before you go into the game, right? Oh, and that's why attendance is down in, in person. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Um, I'm Rob Black. Big week this week. The whole Time Warner being able to acquire 
or be able to be acquired by AT&T. Whoa. Maybe it's a merger. Maybe it's an acquisition. Maybe it's a take under, take over. I don't know. But that basically kind of, it should mess with your mind. It probably won't, but it should. Because ultimately what it is is you got a company that is in the business of charging you for sending texts and getting on the Internet and calling your friends. AT&T. And then you have a company that is involved in making like Batman and Game of Thrones. It's just, I've got an alternate, my alternate thought going right now, and I'm just going to drop it. Somehow the porn industry came into my head. And Game of the Thrones and how they parody movies and TV shows. And I can't get it out of my head right now. But I'm digressing. So you have a company that's in the service business of giving you a service, a utility, and you have a business who, a company who's in business of like saying, let's let's wildly innovate your head with creative ideas. Like this season of Westworld, you cannot consume enough medical marijuana to understand it. You can try. It's brutal. And it starts getting into the concept of are robots dreaming? Are robots fighting about dreaming? Are robots, are they toughening each other up? Do they just toughen each other up? Do we toughen each other up? Are we robots? You're like, you're like, whoa, I need another gummy. It's just too much to handle. So you have a, a company that's in the business of blowing your mind with imagination and creative stories. And then you have a company that's, like, boring. Your phone, you just want it to work. And when it doesn't work, you lose your mind. Because you consume so much of your of your life on it, right? So that's kind of what we're, 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 we're up against right now. This merger opens the door for, let's think creatively, right? So, like, one of the areas that I'm investing in is, is real estate um, REITs, warehouse REITs, companies that do warehouses. Why? Because warehousing is taking over from the store. We don't really necessarily want to go to the store anymore. We just want it delivered it to us. Now, so the store no longer needs to have 14 Size 36 jeans, 14 pairs is 36, and then 20 pairs of jeans at 34, and 10 pairs. They don't have to have all, they just need a warehouse that you never need to see. You can go in, they can measure you, and they say, it'll be at your house by the time you get home. Because we do the one-hour, two-hour delivery kind of thing. So go have a drink, and your pants will be waiting for you when you get home. I know you're saying, okay, where are you going to this, Rob? So the whole warehouse thing, there's things called REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust. And they, there's all sorts of different types. There's like movie theaters. There's uh, apartment REITs. There's office complex REITs. There's car car lease uh, uh, car dealerships. And then you get people like uh, Elon Musk, who's like, we don't need a big dealership. We just need a small one. We're just going to show them one car instead of having 500 cars on the lot. We're just going to have one car on the lot, and we, if you like it, we'll deliver it to you. And you're like, okay. So the warehousing things for real. For real, for real. So, okay, so I know you're saying, where does this go? Well, I, I I think a lot of people say, where does real estate go? And like in Fremont, where does it go? It's going to go on the golf courses. No one plays golf anymore. Golf attendance is down. Baseball attendance is down. So more and more you're starting to see, like, um, they're, they're going to start changing um, commercially zoned property into partially commercial, partially residential, because cities have to do that now. They, they need the lower cost uh, housing for their teachers. For their their firefighters, for their masseuses, in situations along those lines. Um, oops, what is going on with my computer? It's talking to me. 
Foul. So anyway, the big merger this week, Time Warner and AT&T, it should blow your mind. Because now you can start thinking, like, Apple, what do they sell? Apple sells phones, and they got that movie, they got that, uh, they don't have the movie subscription like Netflix, but there's rumors that they're going to buy an animated film for distribution. Okay, so they get into TV, they're going to, that's back pocket. So one day they're going to say, not only do we do phones, not only do we do AirPods, not only do we do uh, watches, fitness, oh, we're going to, okay, let's get deeper in fitness. So they, they've got verticals that they can get into with their platform. So the whole merger of Time Warner and AT&T, it should blow your mind, because why is CVS such a big store selling? You know what CVS sells? 99% junk and 1% drugs. They get you in there to, to get your refills, right? And get your, your your medications, your pills, your happiness, your candy. And then you, like, go, oh, I, I could use soda, I could use candy. And, like, though, so CVS needs to change. They need to start selling Amazon products and be a pickup, like Whole Foods and Amazon. You're like, Amazon sells stuff on the Internet. Why do they go after Whole Foods? You're going to see more interesting combinations. So a company like Apple who has the cash, I'm not saying that they should go out and buy Pete's Coffee or anything like that because you don't want to piss off Starbucks. So maybe you go after Starbucks. You go after the Great White. You go after the big one or the Megadon. Um, so Megadon was a shark that had teeth twice as big as a Great White. That was a big fish, right? So it's tougher to catch a big fish than a small fish. Well, maybe not. Maybe like a minnow is tougher to catch than a great white. I don't know. A minnow in an ocean, a great white in a barrel. I don't know which one's going to be easier to catch. But I think we need a bigger boat. That's the only line I know from Jaws. Oh, so when they were filming Jaws, the special effects were so bad that people were laughing. They're like, hide the shark, hide the shark. And they just went with a fen for most of the movie. Because when they tried to show the shark, it, it wasn't good. And it was scarier not seeing the shark. So that worked out for them. So anyway, a lot of mergers and acquisitions. It is, and you know what that's good for? That's good for sitting in the stock market higher. Because people like me sitting here scratching my butt and going, I wonder what's going to happen next. I wonder if uh, AMC is going to get acquired. Hell yeah, they're going to get acquired. They're not big enough to go out and acquire, are they? Maybe, maybe they can acquire a small company. But you get the idea. AMC's got probably the best TV on TV other than HBO or Netflix. Anyhow, and anyway, um, Rob Black. Got a big event coming up in Palo Alto. You can sign up for it a couple weeks away. The password is Radio 25 to get in for free. Radio 25, it's 13 days from now. You can sign up at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. But um, use code Radio 25 to get in for free. Take a break here. I'll be all right back. Hi, I'm Rob Black, host of Rob Black and Your Money. Time for another learning event. Thursday, June 28th, 630 to 830, Palo Alto Elks Lodge, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar. Head to robblackshow.com to sign up. Registration is $25, but free for radio listeners if you use the code radio25 at robblackshow.com. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. It can be hard to even know where to begin. But focusing on just a few essential issues can increase your chances of enjoying a secure future. CFP Chad Burton will discuss the issues that can affect your retirement plan, including reducing risk with diversification, bond alternatives, retirement products that make sense, how to rebalance your portfolio in retirement, portfolio structure and asset allocation, much, much more. I'm going to discuss market condition, favorite sectors, dividend stocks to consider, and recent world events and how they affect your portfolio. What? Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar. When? Thursday, June 28th, 6.30 to 8.30, where? 
Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Head to robblackshow.com to sign up. Registration is $25, but free for radio listeners who use the code radio25 at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.